Welcome, 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 geeks and nerds, girls and boys, to a brand new edition of geek to me Radio. Tonight, we'll be talking all things Oscars, getting you prepared for the 94th Annual Academy Awards. We've got Brett Hoffman, our man from Marcus Theaters, to talk all about the best picture nominees, the best actor, actress, supporting actor, cinematography, animated feature, all that and more. You'll be able to call in and win, too, with your picks. Stand by. We're talking TV, comics and movies, and video games. Star Trek from Star Wars will try to explain The Atom Doctors will offer chances on Ring Rolls and more To be the greatest Pokemon Master You must catch them all You must catch them all Try to catch them all Gotta catch them all Gotta catch And if you're driving around the greater St. Louis area tonight, hearing us on the Big 550 KTRS, hello to you. Thanks for tuning in. If you are streaming us out there in the world live via either the KTRS streaming service or if you're watching us on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter or Twitch, hello to all of you there. Uh, we're very happy to be doing this once again. We are approaching our 300th show coming up very soon. I'm very excited. This is our 292nd show currently. And if you've been with us for a while, you know that Marcus Theaters has been our official movie sponsor for quite a while. And tonight, I thought, what better time to talk movies than with next Sunday being the Academy Awards come up, the 94th Annual Academy Awards. So once again, joining us, we've got Brett Hoffman, the marketing guru from Marcus Theaters on to talk all about movies. Joey V, my executive producer, who you always hear me referring to, is going to jump in on the mic as well, give us his Oscar picks as well as we go along. And of course, this is your chance for you to win a prize. I'm going to give uh, one winner tonight a $20 Marcus gift card. As we talk about these things, you'll just access the KTRS text line, which is 84126. So you'll text us your desire for who you think will win best picture, best uh, actor as we go through the categories. At the end of the night, we'll pick one lucky winner, and we will mail you a $20 Marcus gift card. Obviously, hopefully you're in one of the states that has either a Marcus Theaters or a movie tavern. Uh, otherwise, we'll have to figure something else out. But uh, we hope you're listening. We hope you enjoy geek to me Radio every Sunday night here on the Big 550. Without further ado, our movie guru, Mr. Brett Hoffman. How are you, sir? James, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. This should be a fun show. Absolutely. I think this is probably like at least the third year in a row that we've done this kind of an Oscars thing with you, I believe. Yeah, it's always a great time talking movies. This is the Super Bowl of the motion pictures. So what better time than to talk movies than right around now, right before the Oscars show next week? And I was just on the the Josh and Heidi show here on the Big 550 on Friday afternoon. And we were talking about, I gave my review of the Batman, and we were talking about our Oscar picks for that, too. And I mentioned that you'll be on and talking about that. And I said then, and you and I were talking just before the show started, I'm kind of like football. I don't watch all the games, and I'm not sure, you know, maybe my stats aren't up to date, but I know who I like. So as we were saying, I have not seen all 
the Academy Award nominated Best Pictures, but I still know who I feel will be the front runner. So we'll kind of get into all that. Joey's probably seen them all, and I know you said you just got the tenth one in today. I've seen ten of ten, so I've got all the best pictures down. So uh, where would you like to start? What category do you want to dive into first? Well, why don't we just uh, why don't we just dive into the categories? Let's go right into Best Supporting Actress because I think that's a great one to start with. So nominations in this category right now are Jesse Buckley for The Lost Daughter, Ariana DeBosa for West Side Story, Judy Dench for Belfast, Kristen Dunst for The Power of the Dog, and Awan Anjanu uh, Ellis for King Richard. And in this film, in this category, I am going to say that I think Ariana DeBosa is going to win. Rita Moreno, of course, took the award for the 1961 version of the film, and I think the nod goes to her. It's a spectacular performance by her. Spielberg really did a great job on this film, and I think the nod will go to her. I don't think Spielberg has a chance for best director or best picture for, for this movie, but I'm giving it to Rita DeBosa for this her performance in West Side Story. Joey V, my executive producer, do you have a pick uh, who you think will be winning Best Supporting Actress? Well, I've been hearing a lot about Will Smith just really campaigning for Ingenue. And Will Smith has been winning all of the big awards lately. So I think there's something to be said for her getting it. Now, I haven't seen King Richard yet, but I know that Will Smith is just taking home all the awards and really campaigning for her. So maybe just, you know have some hope out for her. And I think King Richard comes to HBO like next week or it's like right mm. before the Oscars, it's going to be back on free TV. So that's when I'm going to check it out. And you know what? I, I'm just, a, again, I didn't see all these movies. Uh, I, I think Kirsten Dunst did a great performance. I didn't see power of the dog. And I will say that was for my taste kind of slow. I'm not a Western guy. I've said before, I'm mm-hmm. not a Western guy, but I, I love Judy Dench. She's never not spectacular or anything. And again, this isn't saying she's, I, I know she's going to win. She's my pick for winning this one. I'm going to put down my name for Judy Dench for Belfast. You know, that's really interesting because Ariana DeBosa has been the front runner the whole time. And over the last couple of weeks, there's two people that have come up as dark horses. One was Judy Dench. The other one was Anjanu Ellis for King Richard. So you both have got the ones <laughs> on the outside looking in, but we'll see. We'll see which one wins next week. And again, if you would like to text us your idea for Best Supporting Actress, if you're listening right now, 84126 on the KTRS text line. Shoot us a text, and we will enter your name in for, I should say, your number uh, for a drawing for that $20 Marcus Movie Tavern gift card. Um, Best Supporting Actor, want to jump in with that one since we'll stay with the supporting realm for now? Yeah, let's go right in. We have Karen Hines for Belfast. We have Troy Kotzer for Coda. Jesse Clemens for The Power of the Dog. J.K. Simmons being the Ricardos. And Cody Smith-McPhee for The Power of the Dog. So I went first the last time. You guys jump in. I'll, I'll, I'll trail on this one. I defer to Joey V as the first round for this one. What do you think? I just watched Coda this week. I somehow figured out how to pay $5 to Apple. <laughs> the underdog in this race. Apple, can you imagine I know. It? Oh, what if they win before Netflix gets a best picture? But, yeah, I think Troy has won everything. Now, he's uh, the deaf gentleman in the movie, and he is just incredible in it. All the emotional scenes where I ended up crying were because of him and his performance. So that is uh, just far and away the only pick, I think. If you've looked at any other award show, he's taken all of them. Hmm. Well, yeah, it's not always that interesting because you'll see, like, I can't remember which year it was, whoever got best actor for supporting uh, for uh, the Golden Globes and the SAG Award, 
didn't get it at the Academy Awards. So I think a lot of times that's kind of interesting to see. Like you mentioned, they get it all the way up to, and then the Academy Awards, something changes. Um, it's kind of weird. I'm not sure of all the politics behind the scenes. Did he make you cry? Did you cry, Coda? There was a rough. Yeah, I mean, well, that, I, I, I told Josh and Heidi this one really <laughs> grabs you by the heart. I mean, this is a this is a really great movie um, with a lot of strong performances. Um, Brett, do you have a pick on this particular category? I do. I, I'm going for Troy Katzer as well. I mean, he has won basically almost swept all the other awards, including the Screen Actors Guild and the Critics' Choice Award. He is the first deaf person nominated and will be the first deaf person to win if he wins. And, you know, there's a little talk about um, Cody Smith-McAfee winning for The Power of the Dog. But again, outside looking in, I'm going for Troy on this one. And I agree with you guys. Coda was just such a powerful movie and his performance was basically one of the reasons why I enjoyed that one so much as well. And again, I did not see being the Ricardos, but I put a little asterisk next to J.K. Simmons' name because I'd love to see him you know, get recognized because I always love him and everything he does. But I'm in agreement with the two of you. I'm going with Troy for my choice as well. Look at that. He All three of us. Doing like a whiplash type of not my tempo the whole time. So I could see him maybe. Uh, it's Troy. Yeah. <laughs> Way to shoot me down. Wow. Okay. Uh, but yeah, all right, so we're all in agreement on best supporting actors. So that's great. Uh, so we'll see how this all plays out. Um, let's. I'm, I'm, I'm turning the page. Next category. We'll go with uh, best actress. And Brett, we'll let you kick it off. All right. We've got Jessica Tastain being nominated for The Eyes of Tammy Faye, Olivia Coleman for The Lost Daughter, Penelope Cruz for Parallel Mothers. Nicole Kidman being the Ricardos and Christian Stewart for Spencer. This one, I think, is one person that's been running away with it when you look at all the other award shows, and that's Jessica Chastain for The Eyes of Tammy Faye. She, of course, plays Tammy Faye. Uh, Watch this movie, and you'll see that her mannerisms are spot on. The movie itself does have a feel that it was made as a rewards bait movie. However, (laughs) I can't let put that against Jessica Chastain. She is tremendous in this movie and her performance really brings it home. This would be her first win. She was nominated for The Help in 2012. She was nominated for Zero Dark Thirty the year after. And uh, I just think her performance stands out among the rest. Christian Stewart was talked about for a little while for winning it for her performance as Princess Diana, but I think this is going to Jessica Chastain. So she's my pick. And Joey V. You know, I just watched The Eyes of Tammy Faye last week, and I think I was prepared for it to be a comedy. Because once you see that Michael Showalter, he's from the state, huge sketch comedy guy. Once you know that he's behind it and you know it's comedy, then I think it's easier to process just kind of how funny it is. Their performances are really over the top. But it seems like it's a lot of makeup acting on her part. I I don't know. I mean, there's something to be said for how good the makeup looks. So I think she could help the makeup crew win the Oscar for that. But her performance is it's a little too silly for me. So I would pick, uh, you know, it's hard to say because I haven't seen Parallel Mothers yet. But Kristen Stewart, she really sunk herself into that role in Spencer. The movie itself, very slow. Not a lot happens. But that accent, I mean, her accent is so believable in that movie. I think that helps a lot more than someone who's already trying to portray a cartoon character as, such as Tammy Faye. Tammy Faye was always on doing like a cartoon Betty sure. Boop voice. Yeah. So it, it didn't sell me on best actress material. 
So I'd go with Spencer still. Okay. Um, it's interesting because I Spencer, to me, uh, it, it didn't quite resonate because we just got done seeing that amazing performance, and now the actress's name has slipped my mind in The Crown, who looked just like Princess Diana, or, you know, Diana, Spencer, looked just like her. And the performance was great. Joey's looking it up now. I can tell. I can see the look in his eyes. Um, <laughs> but did you did you watch The Crown at all, Brett? I haven't. I did not watch The Crown. So. Debicki? Elizabeth Debicki? Does that Elizabeth, sound like a name? Elizabeth Debicki, yes. She, she was brilliant. I mean, just spot on. I mean, my wife and I were both looking at each other like, did they do some, like, Princess Leia CGI stuff on her face? Because it looked <laughs> like Diana the whole time. But So it was kind of hard for me to separate that, what I just saw, from uh, Stewart's role in Spencer. Um, as an 80s child, I remember as a small boy going to my grandparents' house, and they would have the 700 Club on, and I'm like... You know, whatever that show was, I'm like, who is the woman with all the makeup? What is she? Why, why is she crying? She looks like a raccoon. So I remember vividly Tammy Faye. Mm-hmm. And I can say Jessica Chastain, well, you, it, again, you weren't of that age, so you could see it as cartoony. I felt it was pretty spot on uh, for the most part. A little over the top in areas. But uh, Jessica Chastain, I think, is going to get my nod for best supporting I'm sorry, Best Actress. Um, And I do want to go real quick to the KTRS text lines. We had John in the 314 area code says he thinks Troy Coatser is his choice for Best Supporting Actor. Uh, So, John, we have you down on the list. You are in the drawing for that $20 Marcus gift card. We'll give that away here at the end of the show. Um, So that's where we all landed for Best Actress. And, again, if you're listening, like John, if you want to shoot us a text, 84126. Let us know your name and who you think the best supporting actress or any of these categories going forward. And we will uh, enter your name in that drawing to win a $20 Marcus Theater gift card. Um, and I love that Marcus has been re-showing these best picture yeah. movies and they brought them all back. And it was so exciting because it was on certain days. It wasn't like every, it wasn't like all 10 movies were on the same day. You you open up the app and see which one's playing today. Like, all right, I'm going to go see Coda and not give my money to Apple. I'm going to give it to Marcus instead. <laughs> Is there, do you guys, I, that's a good question, Brett. Do you guys see like a lot of like a, a bump in, in ticket prices when you bring those movies back this close to the Academy Award? I, I would think people are like, oh, we missed that the first time. Let's go see it. Well, there definitely is a lot of interest for people to catch up. And what we did was we brought back all 10 movies that are nominated for Best Picture. And in fact, we brought them back a couple of weeks ago and we're playing those on different days in rotation up until this upcoming Sunday. So if you've heard about some of these movies that we're talking about, especially the ones nominated for Best Picture, you can go check them out. We've got them at both Ronnie's and St. Charles in the St. Louis area. We've got them all across the Marcus Theater circuit. So check those out. And the best part about it is catching up on it will be rather inexpensive because all the movies are coming back for just five bucks. So you can see all of them right on our screens. And it's the best way to see some of these movies that we're going to talk about. Absolutely. I always I always recommend. And again, obviously, if you're listening to this show, if you're a longtime listener, you always know how I always tell you go to Marcus Theaters for the best movie going experience in the galaxy. But if you can get in there, uh, any of the locations around St. Louis are obviously great. Mid Rivers Mall, just newly renovated, not even a year into that yet. Uh, I, I'm going to be seeing uh, land. What's what's the one with Sandra Bullock? I've lost all my lost city. Um, oh, seeing that at a Marcus location on Tuesday for the press screening. Very excited to see that one. Uh, but if, if you get the chance get to get out Marcus Theaters, it's never a bad experience. I love going there. That's why Marcus is our official movie sponsor here on geek to me Radio. Let's go ahead and take a real quick break well, while we're at a kind of a pause here. If you're listening and want to try to win a $20 Marcus gift card, you text us 84126 with your pick for any of the Oscar-nominated 
features, uh, be it Academy Award uh, for actor, makeup, whatever you think, and we'll put your name in that drawing. We're going to take a quick break. Come right back. Chatting movies and Academy Award nominations with Brett Hoffman and Marcus Theaters. Please stand by. Hi, this is Shin Han, and you're listening to Geek to Me Radio. We are back talking all things Academy Awards on this Sunday before the actual Academy Awards. I want to make sure we tell you about our sponsor, the Greater St. Charles Convention and Visitors Bureau. If you're a longtime listener of the show, you heard me talk about them at their website, discoverstcharles.com. Great place to visit. What a gorgeous day. First day of spring today. This is a day, hopefully you were out enjoying Frontier Park or getting some ice cream from Kilwins on South Main Street or doing something along St. Charles Main Street, the river somewhere out there playing Frisbee, whatever it was. Uh, there's always something going on in St. Charles. If you go to their website, again, discoverstcharles.com, that's discoverstcharles.com. You can see the list of events. I'm assuming, let's see, this is March. I'm getting all confused with what month it is. Uh, in, in April, they'll have Tartan Days. Their big Scottish parade will go on. Obviously, St. Patrick's Day, you just missed that one. But there's always a parade. There's always an event. They have the food truck day that goes on. And, of course, there are big festivals like uh, Spring Fest, like, uh, obviously, Legends and Lanterns in Halloween in October. And, of course, Christmas traditions in December. And the food, again, if you, you're you not going to have a bad meal if you decide to go eat in St. Charles somewhere. From uh, Salt and Smoke to Tompkins House to uh, where Lewis and Clark, always a great time to be had. Go out there with the family, have some fun, enjoy the outdoors. If you're a history buff, if you're a foodie, if you're looking for some kind of unique shopping gift for somebody, there's, chances are pretty good that St. Charles has it. And again, this is a place all made up of small businesses, which is so important to go support places like that. Start your trip. If you're listening to this and you're from out of town, go to the website, discoverstcharles.com. Find a place to stay. Pick a weekend. uh, Make an entire weekend out of it. Make a week out of it. If you're taking summer vacation, St. Charles is a great place to visit. All from the website to begin your quest, and that is discoverstcharles.com. Discover S.T. Charles. As we always say, it's an historically good time. We are talking all things Oscars with Mr. Brett Hoffman of Marcus Theaters. We went through the first couple of categories. Uh, we're digging in now. I guess that puts us at best actor. Uh, let's let's let Joey V start this one off. Joey V, who do you got for best actor on this one? Mm, you know, it's it's kind of hard because you're going with who you think's going to win and who you want to win. Absolutely. I was not a fan of Power of the Dog at all. It is. You know, build as a Western, but it's the slowest of slow burns. If you already know the twist at the end, then the whole movie is just kind of ruined for you. <laughs> but, you know, it's... Uh, I think you have to go with someone from Power of the Dog. Anyone. Maybe Benedict Cumberbatch. He was in that movie. You may he as was. well give it to him. You know, he is uh, being touted as kind of a method actor in that movie. You know, he bathed in mud. I mean, I could do that. I don't know. It's not that hard. So I think he's kind of the lock so far. So Hmm. I will stick with Benedict Cumberbatch. And he's got such a great career up to this point that maybe it's kind of a, you know, just give it to him. He's he's a great actor. We know it. If it's not for Sherlock, it'll be for this. Why not? Yeah. Okay. I can can see it. And again, uh, uh, we were talking with Heidi and Josh on Friday on their show. And, you know, Heidi brought up, it's like, he didn't bathe. Is that something the Academy takes into consideration? The fact that he didn't bathe for like... 
three months or something like that during the kind of that method kind of style of acting. Um, Brett, what are your thoughts? Let's see. I think this is a two horse race. I think it comes down to Benedict Cumberbatch or Will Smith for uh, for King Richard for this one. I'm going to give it to Will Smith. Uh, he has won a lot of the awards leading up to this. I wouldn't be surprised if Cumberbatch won, but Will Smith's performance really made that movie of King Richard. And he really had that great transformation into Richard Williams. So I'm going to go with Will on this one. Um, I, much like your producer, did not care for The Power of the Dog. In fact, when I talk to people, I can't find many people beyond extreme cinemaphiles that really did enjoy Power of the Hmm. Dog. That being the case, it got 12 nominations. We know it's the favorite to win a few. But on this one, I'm giving it to Will Smith. Uh, The other three were Javier Bardem for Being the Ricardos, um, Andrew Garfield for Tick, Tick, Boom, and Denzel Washington for The Tragedy of Macbeth. But I don't think they have a chance. I think it comes down to Cumberbatch versus Smith, and I'm going with Will Smith on this one for King Richard. Okay. Do you have something else to add? You know, what we really missed out on was, you know, our friend Max, Max on Movies, listen to him on KTRS. Right after this. He was flown out by Netflix to L.A. That's right. To see Power of the Dog with Benedict Cumberbatch, and it's one of his favorite movies of the year. So I think that's the way you're supposed to see it is in L.A. being wined and dined. You're not supposed to watch it at home on Netflix. So that's, that's the way a critic will enjoy Power of the Dog, is when they're being <laughs> treated with respect. Right. If you're flying me out first class and giving me a you know meal and a wine, you know, maybe we'll see. Beautiful vistas. But perhaps if I saw the movie with Benedict Cumberbatch, I would have thought about it differently. But exactly. In this case, De- depending know. if he showered or not. If he hadn't showered, I would have hated yes. the movie sitting next to him. But if he showered and smelt all Doctor Strange fresh, then maybe. Um, the charmer. I'm going to go with my heart on this one. I, my brain says it's not going to happen, but I want Andrew Garfield to win this so badly. Um, I, I thought Tick, Tick, Boom was great. I, I mean, it's Tick, got Tick, everything. Boom. You've got you've got Lin-Manuel Miranda behind it. It's the story of Jonathan Larson who did Rent, which is a great musical. Um, I, and I think Andrew Garfield, and I'm, st- I'm salty that Spider-Man didn't get any nods at all. So I'm kind of upset about that because his performance, that's one of the ones I started crying when he catches you know, uh, Mary Jane, knowing he couldn't save Gwen. And I I teared up at that because he teared up. But uh, since he can't win for Spider-Man, I would love to see him win for Tick, Tick, Boom. That's my pick. My heart says that's what I want. My brain says it's probably not going to happen. But there we go. And I do want to bounce back very quickly to the KTRS text lines. We have some other text coming in. Uh, Robert Jones in the 636 area code says he wants Encanto for best animated film. Uh, he's, uh, that's his pick for animated film. I, I did enjoy it, Robert, but that's not my pick for animated film. We'll get to that later when we get to that category. But Robert, you are entered for the gift card. We also have Brittany calling from the 636 area code. My heart wants Luca to win animated picture, but I bet Bruno and the team of Encanta will beat them out. Uh, so we've got that and we've got another one coming in on our chat here on the stream. BK on the air. Uh, our friend Barry down in Atlanta is listening. Hello to you, sir. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Do you guys? Yeah, no, he, I was going to say, yeah, because he and I talked. About, I was wondering if I talked about Oscars with him. I'm pretty sure we did. Um, but yeah, if you're so if you're listening like Robert and Brittany and John, you can feel free to text us at eight four one two six and you'll put your name in that drawing for that twenty dollar Marcus gift card. Um, so it's it's a tough feel. I mean, there's a lot of really good performances this year. I feel like no matter what you look at, um, do you want to what, what category do you want to jump into next, Brett? Why don't we go to the screenplay? Screenplay. Okay. Um, you lead us off. 
All right. Best original screenplay, Kenneth Branagh for Belfast, Andrew McKay and David Sonata for Don't Look Up, Zach Balin for King Richard, Paul Thomas Anderson, Licorice Pizza, and Esco Voigt and Jonathan Trier for The Worst Person in the World. For this one, I was really torn. In fact, this was probably one of my hardest picks because I think it is a coin flip between Kenneth Branagh's story for Belfast and Paul Thomas Anderson for Licorice Pizza. Licorice Pizza was by far my favorite movie of 2021. Wow. I love Paul Thomas Anderson. I love this movie. So just like you did for the last category, I'm going with my heart, although I think <laughs> it's found to these two. I'm calling Paul Thomas Anderson for Licorice Pizza. I thought it was a tremendous, really neat story, uh, kind of based loosely on a real person. But again, this was a Paul Thomas Anderson story that I thought just turned out great. So I'm going with him for best original screenplay. Okay. Um, over to you, Joey V. I too love licorice pizza. I have a dark sense of humor and I've always been a huge fan of Paul Thomas Anderson since I saw Magnolia. And so he's just got a way of making these epic movies just uh, connect and come together in a way that you don't see coming. And so I would think that the Academy's ready to give the Oscar to him, even if it's not specifically for licorice pizza, he's one of the best writer, directors, auteurs out there. So maybe they're going to give it to him for his career work. But I, too, love Licorice Pizza, one of my favorite ones that was nominated. That's interesting. I did not get to see this. Now I really feel like I missed out because Licorice Pizza is one of the ones I did not get a chance to see. I think um, the biggest criticism was that it was a bunch of vignettes that don't really connect together, but that didn't bother me. I loved each individual scene and knowing that it's based on someone's real life that grew up in Hollywood and actually knew Lucy, Lucille Ball. Mm -hmm. So it, I loved the movie. Hmm. And I actually went back and listened to many podcasts with P.T. Anderson talking about it. And that was made. Huh. All right. We'll see. I, I feel I feel sheepish. I, I haven't seen this one. You guys are going to tell me great things about it. Um, I was going to go with Kenneth Branagh for Belfast because um, Belfast, I think this is the only time Belfast pops up on my personal pick list for uh, any of the stuff that's nominated for. Um, I think Kenneth Branagh is a huge talent. Um, so he gets my pick for that particular category for best original screenplay is it because it's the shortest one and that's all you could handle it's, i think it's only like 95 <laughs> minutes or something my attention span is waning in recent uh, oh, years so of shortest course screenplay <laughs> should always win who got the most done in the least amount of that's time? right it's it's all about expediency so he's getting extra points for that but yeah he's my pick kenneth branagh belfast for best original screenplay honoring your irish roots exactly my my celtic irish scots uh i've got to get the scots in there somehow um Best Adapted Screenplay. I haven't kicked this one off yet, so I'm going to go ahead and kick it off. I would love to see Coda win this one. Um, again, that's to me, in a, in a perfect world, Coda should just take all the awards. Uh, it, was, it was great on every level. Um, Shortest title. I see what you're doing see, here. Yeah, that, least I am consistent. <laughs> it's easy for me to spell. Very I don't have to I can sound it out quickly. Uh, but no, this was, I think, uh, just if, if you've seen the movie, you kind of, you know what I mean. It's just one of those, it really kind of, just draws you in. You, you kind of can't say, oh, I'm going to pause it and go get a soda out of the fridge or something. You, you can't do that. This is one of the movies you're locked into just by design. I think it's uh, I think it's great. It gets you in all the right places. It's, uh, I would say, close to a perfect film. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and go with that for my choice for best adapted screenplay. You know, I was a huge fan of Sound of Metal last year. That was also about someone dealing with being deaf. And this pulled me in just as much you know it made me very emotional i did cry at the end mm -hmm. also so i have 
nothing against that choice. I've never been less mad at you than I am right now. But? Nothing. Okay, is that your choice too then? Yeah. Okay. So Joey, Joey V and I agree on CODA for Best Adapted Screenplay. Brett, over to you. I would really love to see CODA win and score an upset here. However, I just don't see it happening. I think uh, Jane Campion is going to win this one for the power of the dog. I I just don't see it going any other way the way the Academy votes. Uh, The other movies that are up are Drive My Car, Dune, and The Lost Daughter. But again, I I think it comes down to CODA or power of the dog. And I'm going to go with where I think the Academy is going to vote, which is power of the dog. Although I would certainly love to see CODA win because it's my personal pick for all the reasons you guys described. I thought it was a nearly perfect movie. Uh, pretty much I haven't found anyone that wasn't moved to tears by CODA. And I just, I, I thought it was my personal pick, but professionally, for the sake of the ballot, I'm going with Power of the Dog. Power of the Dog there. And I'm, I'm, I'm actually scared to read the book, Dune. Like, it's such a big tome, <laughs> and it's very confusing. And I love that the movie made it very accessible and didn't stray too much from the source material, from what I've heard. Denis Nenevui. I think I said that right. That's very close. The director, Denis Nenevui. Yes. He is a huge <laughs> lover of Dune, so I feel like I don't have to read the book now, and that's why I love it for adapted screenplay. I'm cho- I'm changing it. You're changing. Oh, my gosh. I have that to means go back I and don't have to read the book. That means the movie's better, and it should win. Okay. So Joey V changing his best adapted screenplay vote to Dune. Again, uh, I want to make sure the KTRS text lines are open for you, the listener, 84126. Text us your choice. For any of these, it doesn't have to be best adapted screenplay. It can be best animated feature. It can be best actor. We've already covered that category, but feel free to jump in with that, and we will get your name in the drawing to win a $20 Marcus Theater gift card. You can use on movies. You can use them on snow caps when you get to the movies, whatever you want to buy uh, with that. Going with best animated feature film, speaking of. So this is a category I kind of took some heat on. I was kind of <gasps> got some gasp when I said my choice. Uh, obviously, the nominees are Encanto. Flea, Luca, The Mitchells versus the Machines, Rhea, and The Last Dragon. Brett, we'll start it off with you. Well, I know your pick is not going to be Encanto, but it is certainly going to be mine. I think it's got the momentum going for it. I think it's the juggernaut in this year's race. Um, I would either go with, I think, the two that have a chance are Encanto or The Mitchells versus the Machines. Uh, I'm going to go for Encanto, with which is the safe bet this year for the animated feature. Okay. Joey V. You know that Flea movie, it's been nominated in three major categories because it's also a documentary. It's also a foreign film. I watched it on Hulu and it was uh, dubbed with mm-hmm. Riz Ahmed, who is actually the star oh, yeah. of The Sound of Metal. So I highly recommend watching Flea in the dubbed version because it's very well done. Huh. But it being nominated in those three major categories, uh, documentary, foreign film, and animated, you'd think it'd have an edge, right? You would hope. But... You know, it's more of like an interview type movie. Hmm. It, it happens to be animated because I think they only recorded audio. So it's not really what you think of when you think of animation, like fantastical action scenes. And that's why I like your choice, which I, I don't want to. Can I spoil it? If you want to spoil it, that's I okay. think you chose Raya and the Last Dragon. I did. That is what I think of when I think of animation, just amazing action scenes. So I would pick something like Encanto or Raya. Because of that's what animation's made for. Things that just can't be visualized any other way. You can't get it in camera. You got to draw it because it's so amazing of a story. So to be clear, your your pick for this category is whatever James picks. 
I'm going with Flea. No, I'm kidding. Oh. Um, <laughs> uh, I did not see Flea, so I, I could not comment on that one. Um, I just saw Mitchell's and the Machines uh, last week. I kind of tried to catch up a few of these, mm-hmm. and animated features are easy for me to watch, being my slow attention span, which we've discussed on the Less show earlier. colors, yes. Exactly. Um, but no, Encanto, I know, is the front runner, and my wife and I did end up watching that, I guess, a couple weeks ago, and it's great. I don't know if it was you or if it was somebody else, Joey, who pointed out it's odd because there's no villain. It's like a Disney film. There's no there's no Jafar. There's no Cruella DeVille. Was it you who said that? I did say that, yeah. And that, that's a great point that I didn't think of when I was watching it, but it's bugged me since you mentioned I'm like, ooh. It's the gaslighting grandma that just says everything's fine. Just go back to work. I know. So the elderly, the, the elderly are the villain in Encanto. So those of you, I just want to point that out now, <laughs> preemptive strike. But no, um, Encanto was great. I love the songs. Um We've got in the chat, too, David DeRose just chanted his pick is in Kanto as well. So, David, you are entered for that Marcus gift card. We don't talk about David. We don't talk, no, because David's not, yeah. Uh, but uh, Ray and the Last Dragon is indeed my pick. Um, I, I think, for me, I think a lot of it fell off people's radar because it was earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. And I think then Encanto came out and boom, that took everybody by storm. Mm-hmm. Mitchell's versus the Machines was later in the year, too. And I think people kind of forget about, it's kind of like um, I attribute it to a couple years ago when Split came out. Split came out in January. My goodness, what a performance that uh, that was given in that movie by Professor X. Why can't I think of actors' names? McAvoy. James McAvoy. That's basically Great your name, yeah. How did he not get nominated for Split? That was amazing. But it was in January. I think it fell off a lot of people's radars. I don't know. But yeah, so my choice for best animated feature, I agree with you on the the content of just the exuberance of the animation and everything. Ray and the Last Dragon gets my pick for best animated. Um, we're already halfway through the show. This is absolutely ridiculous how quickly time goes. We're going to take another quick commercial break. We've got Brett Hoffman, our guest from Marcus Theaters, uh, the head of marketing for Marcus, talking about the Academy Awards. Joey V is jumping in on this one, giving us his picks as well. If you would like to text us your ideas for who you think will win, 84126 is the KTRS text line. We'll get you entered for the chance to win a $20 Marcus gift card, which I will mail to you. You're currently listening to geek to me Radio on the Big 550 KTRS. Please stand by. This is Ed Asner, and you're listening to geek to me Radio. I can't tell you how exhausting it's been humoring this geek. He is terribly costly and time-consuming. I ask for mercy, and there is none to be had with this geek. We are back. Geeks Me Radio every Sunday night at 9 on the Big 550 KTRS. Want to make sure we tell you about our comic book sponsor, which is, of course, Bugs Comics and Games. Head over to the website, BugsComicsAndGames.com. You can check out their assorted array of back issues if you're listening to this from outside the greater St. Louis area and you want to check out there. Maybe you've exhausted the comic book shops where you live and you want to try to find someone new. Uh, They've got a lot of great online books. They've got the new World's Finest. I just saw the variant cover, which I think is 1 in 50. It's the meme of Batman slapping Robin. It's uh, Superman slapping Batman. It's a a great little homage cover. They've got that on their website as the variant cover for that that's out. Um, If you're local in the greater St. Louis, St. Charles area, head over there. They're right off of Bryan Road in O'Fallon. And if you can join their Avengers Club, you'll start saving money on your comic books, your supplies, your games, your back issues. And with the price of gas going up, you want to save money wherever you can. So a great way to do that is to save money on your hobby. Uh, Larry Quiggins, the owner, and Tim, his partner on this, they're great. The Tim takes care of all the website stuff. Bug's always in, Bug. Larry is always in store helping you with your comic book needs. I talked about it last week. 
little kid came in with his dad and Larry's like, what kind of comics are you looking for? And the kid wants Spider-Man. So, okay, well, what kind of Spider-Man? It's like having your own personal comic concierge. Uh, you get that very personalized touch. Great selection of back issues, by the way. He's always buying collections, too. If you're looking to sell your comic collection or your toy collection, give Larry a call. Uh, let him know what you've got, and I'm sure he can work with you and maybe get that uh, little extra money for yourself by getting rid of some comic books that you either don't have the room for anymore, you've read them all, you want to kind of go a different direction. Larry's always up for buying collections as well. Once again, check out the website bugscomicsandgames.com and please give them a like on their Facebook page, facebook.com. Just go there and look for Bugs Comics and Games. Uh, We're talking all things movies right now. And we are on our Academy Award nominees list. We just finished our picks for best animated feature film. We're talking with Brett Hoffman from... Marcus Theaters, the marketing guru for Marcus Theaters. And we're talking also with my executive producer, Joey V, who's seen more movies than I have this oh, year. Oh, hello. So we're kind of giving our picks. If you would like to give your pick, it's 84126. Text us your pick for any of the Academy Award nominees, whatever the category is you think you know the winner of. You don't have to be right. You don't have to be proven right next week. Just for texting us, we're going to enter you in a drawing for a $20 marcus theater gift card moving on to best director joey v i'll start this one off with you well you know let me take a look at the list here let's remind the categories uh for everyone listening we got kenneth branoff for belfast raisuki hagamuchi for drive my car pt anderson for licorice pizza jane campion for power of the dog and steven spielberg for west side story Everything I've heard from every award show has been Jane Campion, Power of the Dog. There could be something to be said for the Academy wanting to give the statue to another woman. And then Jane Campion, who has a long career, but she doesn't make a lot of movies, mm-hmm. you know, kind of giving her the award for her entire filmography. Uh, I think she's kind of the lock, except for there's been a couple controversies the past week during her campaign. Hmm. where she kind of said something about the uh, Serena sisters that had people kind of... I remember seeing that. Yeah, that came up. She said they don't have to compete against the men like she does. You know, kind of, I guess, insulting how good they are at tennis Uh, in that sort of way. And then uh, Sam Elliott, he was on Mark Maron's podcast talking about how much he hated Power of the Dog. And he's like the cowboy that's still... Without John Wayne, you got Sam Elliott, and he hated Power of the Dog. So there's those two kind of controversies. You don't know if that's kind of ruined Jane Campion's momentum, but I think she still has it. They they probably want to see another woman get the statue. And I was just looking up her IMDb really quick. She directed The Piano. That's where I was, I'm like, I know the name, and she directed another big movie in the 90s as The Piano is the one that I was thinking of at the time. Um, so you're going with Jane Campion for your choice, for Power of the Dog, for Best Director. What about, Brett, what do you got? I'm going to Jane as well. I think she's got this one locked up. She's who everyone is talking about. I would give a second to Kenneth Branagh. He could pull this one off for Belfast, but I just don't see it happening. I think Jane's got the momentum. And uh, I do give some kudos to Steven Spielberg. He did a great job in West Side Story. I think the issue there is it's a movie that I don't think a lot of people were crying to have remade. He did a great job doing it. But um, I'm going to give this one to Jane Campion, and and, uh, we'll see how that goes. I, I kind of feel the same way you do. I was thinking the West Side Story is, gosh, the original is just such a, almost a perfect film, and I don't know how you could improve upon it. And while I like what he did, I don't think he improved on the original. It's different, and I like how it's different, 
but I don't think it's a step above you know the the 1960 version. Um, I'm going to go again because it's the shortest title uh, with Belfast. Because as we've discussed, I've got a limited attention. No, I, I, I again, I, I thought that was a great movie. Again, my Celtic roots, uh, I enjoyed it. Um, it. It was reminiscent to me of a couple other films, which that's always when I find something that reminds me of another film that I love, I always kind of resonates with me a little bit more as well. And we already discussed that I hadn't seen Licorice Pizza. So yeah, Kenneth Branagh for Belfast gets my nod for best director. I don't know. It was in black and white. Is that easier to direct a black and white movie, you think? It is because you don't have to pay for all the Technicolor stuff. So that's like five <laughs> less people on the set. I think I mean, so. Yeah, pretty... <laughs> we don't know how movies work. And it was um, about his childhood. So it's like, how easy was that? To I make? know. He could... <laughs> Really, I mean, you could have phoned this one in. But <laughs> but no, I, I, all kidding aside, no, I think uh, I think uh, Kenneth Branagh will be uh, Hercule Poirot. I'm hoping something. And yeah, we were talking uh, during the commercial break. You may have heard us, Brett, that I think Death on the Nile is going to be one of my favorite movies of 2022, even though we're already early in the year. Um, his performance in that, that whole movie was stunning. Yeah, uh, an Agatha Christie adaptation. You know, Kenneth Branagh is... He just does great work. I don't think of many films it w- that he's been in, either as an actor or as a director, that I do not enjoy. And this one was a great effort by him. We talked about the fact that it was in black and white, but go watch Belfast. It's a brilliant story. It has great acting performances. And one thing that I think is underrated is the soundtrack is just stellar in this movie as well. And will take you back to those kind of tumultuous times where there was, you know, conflict between the Catholics and the Protestants in Belfast. So uh, I'd love to give it to Kenneth for this one. But again, I, the, my ad goes to Jane just because I think that's the way the Academy is going to vote. All right. Which brings us down to the big one. Best picture. There is 10 up for grabs. I've only seen about a third of them. I'm ashamed to say. Uh, Joey, have you seen all of the ones that are on this list? I have not. I still need to see... Belfast and Drive My Car and King Richard and Nightmare Alley. So that's like most of them, you know, I feel embarrassed. But sometimes you just wish that they would let us see these movies. You know, sometimes it's hard to get them to watch on your screen at home because, you know, they're just on pay-per-view for like 20 bucks or something. You're like waiting it out. Yeah. That's why we got to go to Marcus. That's right. Yeah. So you get the the whole shebang for $5. That's right. Um, So best picture nominations. Let's remind the audience. And again, uh, if you'd like to text us 84126, your nomination for best picture, who you think will win, we can still enter you in the drawing for the Marcus Theater $20 gift card. Nominees are Belfast, Coda, Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. Um, let's let Brett kick this one off. All right. Uh, I am going to go with my heart on this one. It's the picture that I am hoping will win. It certainly has a strong case because it won the Screen Actors Guild Awards, and last night it won the Producers Guild Award Best Picture, and that's CODA. I absolutely love this film. We've talked throughout this whole broadcast about how it tugged on all of our heartstrings. It was a great film. Interestingly enough, Coda was only nominated for three different awards mm. during for the Academy Awards versus The Power of the Dog, which is nominated for 12. I think this really comes down to, are they going to give it to The Power of the Dog or are they going to give it to Coda? And I'm going to give this to Coda. Uh, I'll let you guys go. We can talk <laughs> about other odds of the other ones on the list, but I'm going with Coda for my official pick. Joey V, who you got for best picture? Well, when I came out of Dune at the Marcus Theater Ronnie's, 
I thought there's no other movie out that I can even consider a movie. Like Dune is a movie, and it made me think of Lord of the Rings, you know, when that just swept the awards. But that was for the third one. So maybe there's people in the Academy like, let's not wait for the second one. Let's just give them all the awards now. That's the thing that holds back Dune, though, is it's only the first part. Mm -hmm. So people who don't know that, when they get to the ending, they're kind of let down. Mm -hmm. So it kind of depends on if you knew that ahead Mm -hmm. of time, if it's just the first half. But I knew that, and Dune blew me away. It is a space opera, the one, I mean, Dune inspired everything Star Wars. I mean, the book came out like a decade before Star Wars came out, and Dune is like the only movie movie on this list, in my opinion. I haven't seen it win much this year at the other award shows, but I mean, it's got everything. It's got scale, it's got action, the technology in it, the the performances. I love Dune, and I'd love for it to have a Lord of the Rings 2 type of year where it wins everything it's nominated for. And this one is a little, I, I could not decide. Josh Gilbert was giving me trouble on Friday on his show with Heidi Glaus uh, because I, I said I'm I'm torn. Um, my two choices are Coda, uh, for the reasons we've all mentioned already. It's 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 this grabs you by the heart kind of film. Uh, great performances throughout, and Dune, which Josh laughed and said, so you've got this heartrending film and a big space operatic kind of you know. I think he called it like boring too or dry. He, did, I think he, he insulted it was little, Dune. Yeah, but then you know it's not everybody's cup of tea. That's fine. Dry works because it's in the it's desert. It's a desert exactly. Yeah. But uh, th- and again, my choices couldn't be more disparate from each other. But I feel like Dune is this big, massive. There were very few other movies like this throughout the entire year. I mean, this could if if we didn't have a pandemic, this would be a blockbuster, legit blockbuster film. Um, and then there's Coda, which is that indie type of feel, and it's just it's night and day different. I'm comparing apples and hand grenades here, mm-hmm. but I cannot decide between these two films. So I've got Coda with an asterisk by Dune because I'm I'm I just don't know. Coda's like that quiet emotional movie that reminds me of Moonlight a little bit. Not as serious as Moonlight at all, but just you know people talking like yeah. those dramas for adults that you don't see anymore. It's only superhero movies usually. So Coda kind of reminds me of the Moonlight surprise that we had a couple years ago. I would agree. Yeah, I know, Brett, you probably got more to add to that now that we've given our choices. Well, yeah, I'd say, you know, Dune, did I love it? Yes. I think the problem with with that movie is, like you'd mentioned, it's part one of two. I think most of the, a lot of the people that went to the theater didn't even realize it was part one of two and then figured out that there wasn't a true resolution to the film, which I thought was interesting that you wouldn't have known that. Yeah. Yeah. Overall, when I look at these nominations, again, I think it's Coda and Power of the Dog. They have the best chance of winning. I think you've got an outside chance that something like Belfast could pull this off. You've got a bunch of movies mid-pack that I just don't think have enough popularity with the Academy to win. And those would be things like King Richard, Licorice Pizza, and Dune. I just don't think those are going to win. Hmm. And then you've got these other extreme long shots, which I just don't see it in the cards. So Drive My Car, we talked about a lot of these movies being a slow burn. Um, Drive My Car was like watching glaciers move through that three-hour movie. It is a great movie when you look at it and you take it all in, but it is like moves at glacier pace during the whole movie. That, that And you have to read it because it's subtitled too. So you have to really pay attention the whole time. There's no looking away. There's no doing any other thing while that goes on. The other movie that I think is basically an extreme long shot is Don't Look Up. 
again, uh, great movie. It was a fun and entertaining movie, but has about as much chance of winning as an actual comet of that size hitting Earth during that. <laughs> and that probably won't win there as well. And uh, and West Side Story is just a middle-of-the-pack one as well. So when you look at all these movies, I, I think it's a two-horse race. I, I think perhaps if they both fall down, somehow Belfast could win. Uh, but I'm going for CODA. Um, it was a rather interesting year when you look at take a look at these 10 nominations. Um, we may get to it a little later, but I mean... I just really thought of all things, Spider-Man uh, No Way Home should have probably been nominated. It is the third highest grossing movie of all time. The reason they put 10 nomination slots in is so movies like that could be recognized. And I thought that was kind of a challenge here. And I'm a little critical of the voting members for not nominating Spider-Man in this one. Uh, but overall, 10 very deserving films. I just thought there were a few more that could have got in there that would have been a little bit more on the popular side of, of films for just general audiences. Yeah, I was, uh, I was, I, I mentioned at the very beginning when we were first discussing best actor category that I was kind of salty that Spider-Man No Way Home didn't get anything at all. Um, it's, I almost wondered, I was thinking as we're going through this list, I almost feel like this is a year, did we really need 10 nominations? Cause some of them, I feel like they were just thrown in there because uh, we've got 10 slots to fill. Like, I, I, I didn't see Licorice Pizza, to be fair. Um, but I kind of feel like a couple of those were like, they put in, like you said, uh, don't look up, just because we have to fill it in with something. We've got 10 openings. So it's a little bit odd to me. I wonder if we're going to ever see them draw back down and not do 10 movies. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, and, and Spider-Man William does have one nomination for Best Visual Effects. And I really, really hope it wins that, but it's a tech award. Let's be honest. Right. I mean, best picture was something they should have given, you know, should have given that the nod for. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. I don't mind having 10 nominations because it gives us something more to debate. Frankly, I think even if you put 10 in, there really only are maybe two, three or four that you really think have a chance anyhow. So I'm okay with that. I think five was a little too slim especially since the Academy has been going for films that are a little more eclectic than in years past or mm. decades past. So that's why I would defend going for 10. And I know uh, you sent me, you're, you're the most prepared guest I ever have on my show, Brett, and I love it because you send such detailed notes and it's always fantastic. I, uh, you've got a list of ones you said, movies that deserve more. We just talked about Spider-Man No Way Home for the reasons that you and I both enunciated. Uh, the Courier and again, that's another Benedict Cumberbatch one, which I thought was great. I mean, my my wife even loved it. Uh, she doesn't always like movies that I like, <laughs> but we both we both really enjoyed it. And she was like, "So that that actually really happened?" And we, we were both googling the actual events of the guy's life and everything like that. But yeah, that's another one. I'm kind of surprised that nothing for that one at all. Joey, did you see that one, The Courier? I did not get to see that one. I do have my own list of movies that should have been recognized that weren't, or my top five that weren't even mentioned. I don't know Spider-Man's if got... on your list, right? Well, no, because everyone in the get world out. saw Spider-Man. Oh, my God. I'm, and it was recognized <laughs> for visual effects. There's some, uh, my, my, like, top five movies of the year weren't recognized by the Oscars at all. Hmm. You know, so I don't know if you guys have a list like that, or if it's too soon to go with that. But no, I did not see Courier. I wish I could have. Did, obviously, you saw Courier, Brett. Did you, are you kind of feeling the same thing I am on that one? Yeah, I do. I felt like if you saw one Benedict Cumberbatch movie of last year, it should have been Spider-Man. If you saw two, it should have been Courier. And if you <laughs> saw three, then you watch Power of the Dog. That's kind of what I thought. <laughs> I thought the movie was that good. And it was actually put out, it was at Sundance in 2020, but it wasn't released 
until March of last year. So that's why it was eligible this year. But it kind of got snubbed for the awards. Yeah, I agree. Um, one of the ones you had on your list as well was Cruella, which I enjoyed that quite a bit. I'm surprised it didn't get makeup or costuming or something because it had that huge fashion flair to the whole undertone of the movie. Um, and the, the costumes were great. And I thought the movie itself, I was surprised it didn't get more. Well, it's actually nominated for Best Costume Design and Best Makeup and Hairstyling. Um, I thought you could have put it in one of the 10 for Best Picture. Yeah. It will probably win Best Costuming because of the fashion element of it all. And I think well-deserving. You know, Emma Stone and director Craig Gillespie, they'll be back for another one. And I think that's well-deserved as well. Um, because my other two are respect. I thought Jennifer Hudson could have been nominated for her portrayal of Aretha Franklin. I thought she was great, but I thought the film was too formula. And House of Gucci, it's nominated for Best Makeup and Hairstyling. But really, when you look at those performances and you look at what Ridley Scott there did, I mean, I I think that that could have been nominated for more. And you'll see a lot of people talking that they think Lady Gaga got snubbed on that one as well, that she, she should have been nominated. But uh, that one was a brilliant movie. It really took you back to the 70s and 80s if you had a chance to see that one. And Joey, what were the, if those weren't on your list, do you have like one or two that you could share with us that made your top five movies that weren't nominated at all? Suicide Squad was like the best thing that happened to me all year. I loved Suicide Squad. I loved Peacemaker. I loved our time when we talked about it. Yeah. I loved everything about that movie because I like dark humor. And that's sure, exactly that was it. a lot of that for sure. So there's Suicide Squad, Zola, Red Rocket, Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. And then I don't know if A Quiet Place 2 counts or not. You know, it was delayed for a while, but. Yeah, I think it still came out this year, though. Yeah. So they're 2021. So uh, all of those movies like blew me away. Yeah. And they were so funny and, and dark, obviously. Yeah. Quiet Place 2, I, I liked it, but it, it's obviously you kind of know the gimmick at that point. Because um, you saw the first one, but I, I think we've all talked about this. The the first Quiet Place, you could hear a pin drop in that screening. Like everyone was sitting just dead quiet throughout the entire movie. Um, but I was uh, one movie that made my top ten list that I was surprised didn't get nominated for something on it was uh, The Night House, which was a great movie until the very end. And they kind of like, we don't know what to do with the ending here. And blah, here's here's the ending. But that movie was beautifully well told. It was suspenseful. It had that little tickle up the back of your neck kind of feeling on parts. It's like, oh, my gosh. So I enjoyed that movie. It was great storytelling and it was shot wonderfully. Just the ending kind of ruined it for me. But it still made my top 10 list of movies was The Night House. I know Last Night in Soho was in your top. Oh, my gosh. Twos or something. Yeah. That was another one. Were you surprised there at all, Brett, that Last Night in Soho didn't? You know, I was. It was a great film that was put out last October. I think the problem with that is it is a crowded field. And I guess I just don't see them going for that. Although you look at what uh, Smith did and what Anya Taylor-Joy did in that movie. And I, the performances were spectacular. Visually, it was spectacular. But let's be honest, they're not nominating a lot of thrillers or a lot yeah. of horror-type thrillers for Best Picture. And I think that's what it had against it. But that's a good recommendation. I recommend anyone go out there and see that one if they haven't seen Last Night in Soho. Absolutely. And somehow the hour is already at an end. We are wrapping up here. Uh, Brett, let everyone know where they can find you, Marcus Theaters, and all that kind of good stuff online. Yeah, check us out at marcustheaters.com. Check out our mobile app. Otherwise, we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we're also on TikTok now. So check us out there. You can see everything that we have for movies coming up. We've got some great pictures coming up. April is stacked with great films. Then we go right into May, which is the start of Hollywood's summer season. 
a lot is coming up, which I'm sure we'll talk to you guys about, James. But thanks for having me on. I had a great time talking about the Oscars tonight. Always a pleasure to have you on, and we will definitely do it again very soon. Thank you so much. Brett Hoffman and Marcus Theaters. Make sure you check them out. Uh, We want to make sure we tell you really quickly, too, that we've got a new trivia segment will be coming every week starting next week. Kokomo Toys in Kokomo, Indiana, is going to be partnering with us. We're going to give away toys every week uh, with trivia. So make sure you tune in. Follow me on Twitter at Geek2MeRadio. Enjoy the Academy Awards next week. And until then, my friends. It's not in the way you watch I sound be. Hollywood. Good night. Stay tuned for Max on Movies next. Our winner was Brittany for the contest. See you next week, friends. Hey, kids. Are your parents about to buy you a shiny new toy from Amazon? Hi, I'm Chucky. Wanna play? Well, don't be selfish. Share some of that money with us. Before going on Amazon, make sure to type in bit.ly slash geek to me in the web browser. It will look just like Amazon.com, except it'll say referral geek to me radio up top. And then when you check out, a tiny percentage will go to support the show without costing you one cent more. So before your parents get you that gizmo, gadget, or widget, make sure they type in bit.ly slash geek to me in the web browser bit.ly slash geek to me bit.ly slash geek to me